0: atticus face my report shows that the inquisitorial band have infiltrated the gift shop atticus escaped detection by by skull skullcrawler marnie accidentally romanced a staff member and valentine befriended a reporter and identified their targets what will happen now that they lied to building security find out in this episode of the valentine heresy a second note
3: tapes next to the cash register Snow globes are fragile and deadly. Handle with care. Or else, dot, dot, dot. Oh, you know by now. Uh, and then there's just a picture of a burning part of the uh, the city and a smiley face. <sighs> Things are bleak on Vicodin. Ryan, go ahead and roll that deception check, sir. Uh, you are facing down three heavily armored uh, security personnel um, they are uh, wearing, uh, as we've described, uh, almost like a step shy of, of like think almost like Judge Dread style gear. So, like not quite Arbides, which are just Judge Dread, um, but uh, the sort of uh, cheaper version of that. But still, like heavily armored, carrying heavy weapons. There are three of them, and they are massive. But you have brought a hell of a whopper of a lie, um, saying that you have. Uh, orders from Inquisitor Billingberg himself uh, that you must deliver uh, to the four-person Balfus Bale immediately. Uh, Those names in that combination, pretty solid play. There's some rules and regulations that I know about, and I'm not sure if they do, and this dice will determine it, which may determine how many holes appear in your chest. So let's roll and find out. (laughs) Um, This is a... uh, This is going to be a difficulty... Hmm. I'm gonna say difficulty four. No, three, three. Uh, I'm gonna spend a story point to upgrade one of those to a red because there are a lot of rules and regulations and like procedures to be followed for stuff like this that you are not following. However, there's a lot of weird shit going on in this exact moment,
2: so. It's not outside the realm, but it is unusual. Yeah, Uh, I want to spend a story point as well to up a a die on my side, because I do think from what we've seen of Valentine, he is kind of a master of the big lie. Like, it's so big, it's so shocking, and so out of nowhere, and he has physical proof that this is his forte. I I
3: would also argue that um, in terms of, like, you know, best lies and best propaganda being, like, you know, 80% truth... um, the authority with which you're speaking is the same authority you've used on everyone you've met on this adventure so far. Just saying, like, I am the fucking inquisitor. Listen to me. The only difference is you're saying different names <laughs> instead of it me. So I do feel like the the confidence <laughs> and that that like it'd be different if it was like Atticus or Marty being like, I'm the inquisitor. Let me in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you oh, say that'll it, be
0: said at some point. <laughs>
3: it sounds exactly right it's just out of out of sync so um i like that uh okay so we've got you've burned a story point i burned a story point so we're out of story points for this now um in terms of boost and setback um i will give you a boost for just the way you look um there shouldn't be a commissar here that doesn't actually make any fucking sense um the mill the like security staff would understand that um the (laughs) fucking network host would not so in theory that should actually be worse for you except that it's so strange and out of place that it would actually make sense that it's an inquisitor um it's the the luke skywalker being too short to be a stormtrooper thing where it's just like it's so out of place that suddenly being like i'm an inquisitor it's like oh that of course that's the only reason you could look like this so you get a boost for that um You get a, uh, hmm. (laughs) I was going to give you a setback, but I actually don't think anything else here would cause one. It would make sense that an inquisitor would travel with a retinue. So you guys kind of look like weird, like fucked up monsters, but I assist in any way. Um, how how would you how would Atticus assist this particular lie?
1: in terms of social skills, Atticus's strengths lie in coercion not not uh, like charming people mm-hmm. or or deceiving people or anything like that. So I think quite truthfully uh, he wouldn't be lying by saying this but basically I think he would just uh lift a thumb to show that he has like a perfectly good set of eyes like it's mm. this is a cover just huh. lift a bandage up and he would just like quietly say like uh, uh um let us through boy there are bigger
0: things at play here than you know
3: um interesting okay once i like it it's great no no, no it's fantastic <laughs> um i need to check their stats because I need to see how smart they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think this will either add a boost or a setback, depending ah, on shit. how put together these guys are. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry, I just not help.
0: <laughs> I liked it.
3: No, it's great, and, and it's exactly what he would do. <laughs> and uh, as you can probably imagine, um, security for like a facility that hides behind a giant energy shield and has an army outside. They follow orders to a T, and authority scares them. Um, So looking at their stats, uh,
2: yeah, I'm going to add a boost dice. I think that's great, Tyler. Yes. Anything's Valentine's possible eyes, the darkness Valentine's eyes of the don't change because they're robotic, but they would have gotten a little wider and then settled when he saw them like get a little, a little shy. <laughs> like
1: you can imagine
3: it's the uh it's like the, the Spider-Man um like eyes from uh, the, the MCU where it's just like the eye it's like <laughs> uh, um great and um Marnie, I imagine you would just be like standing by to fight if fighting was to be had, is that correct?
1: Yes. Speaking I I'm very aware that's not my strong suit.
3: Um do you want to like use your power pack or your hell gun or your plasma rifle or flex your new Tom, power pack? Offer me a devil's bargain
0: or offer me nothing.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I offer you nothing. <laughs> um, great. Uh okay, so yeah, that makes sense to me. So that's good. Um Ryan, I would give you a setback for like the people you're hailing getting away but i think your iron i'm sorry what's the the name on that skill it's iron resolve
2: uh it is
3: if i can find it tempered will tempered will i, I think that would shrug it off here's the thing i'm still going to flag those uh because i think just as as kind of we all still collectively learn the system and continue to kind of grow as as kind of players in this this genesis mod it's worth us collectively kind of having this in case i'm missing anything that you guys want to throw in is like hey i think this would be a bonus or this would be a setback mm-hmm. um so i'm still going to flag those things uh also you know it's always nice to know that you're like passive power is working um but yeah i think you would shrug that that anxiety yeah they're off.
2: they like the the skull crawlers aren't something that valentine gives a shit about or yeah i might be like no we should add it anyways but no that's not a target that he's particularly fascinated by that's actually a very good point okay so yeah then
3: i don't think we would add it um okay uh, i think that's that's it for the spread all right let's see
2: what happens one triumph one threat Ooh, uh okay
3: well the good news is that with your triumph it also counts as a success so that does mean that you succeed the check the threat is interesting, so I think what will happen is um, the uh, the the lead um, guard uh, will kind of tilt his head in that classic stormtrooper way because you know the the mask is is pretty blank, um, and he'll say, uh, "Oh, I'm I'm very sorry to to impede you, uh, Lord Inquisitor. Um, I will of course accompany you uh, to." Uh, uh Miss Bale now um and he he just like barks an order and basically the three guards drop into uh the equivalent of like um <laughs> you know the VIP like uh escort crew so two of them in front um he falls back to the back so behind Marnie and Atticus um and the good news is that they're going to take you to bail the bad news is they're coming with you and you get the sense that even though he's, um, he's on side, there is still... And unfortunately, I, I think we can safely say, as is true, the Inquisition is such a shadowy force that like they have unbridled authority, but they don't answer to anyone, and no one like hangs out with them. So I think there is still that sense of like we don't really know what the score is here. So success, but with a threat. Now, you did get a triumph, so you do get an extra little whammy there. Uh, how would you like to to burn that bad boy?
2: Um, are there, is there like a specific list of options, or can uh, I?
3: There are combat options, uh, certainly. Uh, let me I give mean, you we're some. We're not really uh... fighting them, though. No, I know, but uh, we can use them for for general inspiration. Uh, I've actually got it right here. So, uh, triumph. Um, yeah, you can think of it as a more powerful version of an advantage. Um, so, you could normally, it'd be like trigger criticals all that sort of jazz um that said um you you kind of know how i like to roll with these things so i guess my, my question to you then perhaps let's let's not worry so much about the actual spending okay, cool. charts um you can either um carry a boost forward for anyone in your party okay or um you can tell me what you would ideally like to accomplish from this triumph
2: Cool. Um, um- Knowing that I've got the authority, they're wary, but they're still there. When we get to Belfast Bale's office, can I order them to stay outside while I speak with her? So they're not in the room. We can have a conversation with her. But if anything goes wrong, they're right there. So we don't get rid of the threat either.
3: I think he'll come with you, but he'll leave the other two out if that works. Sure. Uh, Okay. You know what? How about this? Let's say the Triumph buys you that check when we get to the door. Sure. Uh, And in an ideal world, he would still stick with you because he's a little uncertain. But we'll see where the check goes
2: with it. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Yeah, does that work? Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, also, we can kind of cut to that because Valentine wouldn't say shit. Once you get a yes, you don't tell more stories. No, 100 valentine's thrilled because he had no idea where this fucking lady's office was <laughs> yes this is this is a benefit okay great so
3: um the uh the guards um uh, carry you um like sort of escort you through and again um if you ever have been through the staff entrance of anywhere <laughs> that has an outward facing sort of uh client or guest area it's always like stripped down like there's no pomp and circumstance back here we're talking like white concrete walls um you know, there's, like, a weird, like, occasional decoration. Like, there's, like, best distillery on Vicodin, five years running, that is clearly just printed by them to feel special. Um, there's old posters uh, for uh, what is now Vicodin heritage. Um, and you see doors kind of leading off to, to other spaces. Um, uh, far ahead of you, um, you can see uh, the uh, skull crawlers who honestly... Like, this is kind of an embarrassingly small hallway. It's like any time wrestling does like, a, oh no, they're they're out of the ring and into the backstage. It's just like massive people walking through a fairly small space. It actually really drops their status quite a bit because they just look uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just under like stark fluorescent lights, um, which of course being 40K are in like incredibly like intense heavy metal um, casings uh, with like horrible grills over them. Uh, with kind of almost like the little barbed wire spikes. Um, eventually uh, you start passing windows um, that are clearly one way glass, um, looking out onto the production floor. Um, you can see everything looks ancient and well-kept and there's kind of monks moving about. Um, and echoing down the hall from ahead of you, you can hear an actual tour guide uh, giving the skull crawlers the kind of VIP tour um, and it's a very um, sort of haughty, like. So this is what we show the idiots. They all come here because they want to see how it's done. So we kept all the old machines that you know, great, great, great grandpa Vicodin used. But it's all bullshit. We don't do anything up here. The actual floor is downstairs where uh, Doc, Ta- uh, Doc Tavey, uh does most of his uh, his his magic. And realistically, I mean, you, you all know what goes into this sort of stuff and we could not show anyone that, and there's like a sort of laughter and like some snarky comments. Um, and, uh, she says, so anyway, needless to say, we're taking you on the proper VIP tour. So get ready to see the fruits of your labor skull crawlers, because we've got a bunch of vats full of your victims to show you, come on right this way. Also, we really hope you've saved a uh, room, uh, Doc Tavi's main course is going to blow your minds. (laughs) Just, uh, you know, it's like mom always said, don't forget to eat your greens. Am I right? Okay. Come on. Just way. Um, you're carried past that, uh, as they kind of uh, exit out a, a big set of double doors, um, that you can just kind of catch a glimpse of them descending down some stairs. You carry on to an elevator, a small lift, um, that takes you down, um, sort of through the slats, uh, think of it again as like a mining elevator. You can see the skull crawlers uh, making their way into a much more industrial facility. So think like a chemical plant, like just a real, um, there's no bells and whistles down here, um, just massive tanks. Um, You can smell um, an incredibly sweet uh, flavor on the air that um, Atticus and uh, Valentine, you would definitely recognize as... Uh, evoking Vicodin, if not the actual flavor itself. Kind of like how, uh, you know, if you walk near a subway, you can smell a better smelling bread than exists in the subway, but it's just there. And it's like, oh, this could be delicious. Um, And finally, uh, you kind of arrive um, where you saw the skull crawlers going down. um, You arrive at a catwalk that is suspended above them with kind of a big overseer's um, uh, sort of office. Uh, so the skull crawlers are actually down on the floor now moving around um the elevator has dropped you off on the catwalk uh it is a pretty deep underground uh thing this has clearly been built a long time ago and has, has been in operation for some time um skull crawlers are still making their way down the stairs as you enter uh the office so ryan go ahead and roll that check um you can see that um uh uh the uh, sort of uh, head of security, um, Zavala Tunica, wants to go in with you. Like, it's not even a question. He's just, like, over your shoulder, ready to walk in. Um, But given your triumph, you stop him at the door.
2: Yeah, and then I think uh, be something along the lines of, My friend, this message is for the ears of Balfour's Bale alone. The cost to those who listen in on the Inquisition's messages is terribly high (laughs) then we'll just see what happens um ryan uh
3: what is there an icon that the retinue would carry is that standard
2: practice uh like the inquisitorial retinue yeah um not traditionally um basically for those who would know and i don't know if these people would know or not an inquisitor will send a rosette with somebody to essentially prove they're working on the inquisition's behalf because there's no one in the fucking galaxy who would steal one for like a lark um, but no, they're, like, they could wear an Inquisition symbol if they're, like, hardcore. Like, th- they may have seen Inquisitorial Stormtroopers if they've seen, um, Bal- like, what's his name? Barthas come by, which is yep. just, like, literal Stormtroopers, but black with, like, the Inquisition eye yeah, yeah. on them. But, uh, okay, you know. great. No, that's all I need. Thank you.
3: So he um, he lifts his collar, and there is um, the Inquisitorial mark, and he says, oh, I'm, I'm well aware, Lord Inquisitor. Uh, uh, Inquisitor... Uh, Billingberg trusts me to be his eyes and ears on the ground while he is in space. So rest assured, what you say in my presence is as safe as I'm sure what he told you. And there's a little bit of an edge on that, as if you should know this. But again, Inquisition is such a vast shadow organization. And this guy isn't an inquisitorial stormtrooper, he's just a, a dude who has a cool pin. <laughs> so.
2: Yeah, I think then Valentine's. <laughs> he basically
3: got the junior Cub Scout thing. About, sure, <laughs> you can be a police officer, little Jimmy. Thanks for touring the precinct. Here's a
2: badge. And he's like, oh boy. Volunteer yeah. we'll sheriff.
1: Um, <laughs> Why well, is there a bear in the corner? Yeah. <laughs> if, you're,
2: if you're here on behalf of the Inquisitor, then of course you would understand that when he says orders are for someone's ears only, you should not insert yourself into that conversation. I understand, Lord Inquisitor, but I
3: am his ears. Stay out here.
2: All right, roll down bones, buddy. <laughs> I think we've gone from deception to probably coercion realistically. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's saying the boss is my friend the most. Yeah, and also like realistically,
3: uh you're also not lying. <laughs> <laughs> you're telling him if he comes in, you're gonna kill him. Yeah. It's not a lot like where's the lie?
2: Um <laughs> yeah.
3: Marnie and Atticus. Um over the course of before Ryan rolls, over the course of walking through kind of the nondescript uh backstage hallway, um, you had a chance to size up these other two um sort of uh corpus sec uh like security dudes, um, corporate security guys. Um yep. What do you think um, you would have been? Obviously, like, Valentine was very focused on the lie and also where where they were going and observing everything he could. What would the two of you been trying to observe about these other two security people, and kind of what would your individual plans be, do you think?
1: Um, I, I think I'm just, like, totally in defensive mode, like, just ready to... Um, I'm just watch honestly watching their patterns of movement like these are gonna I'm aware that anyone around us is going to become adversaries at any moment so it's just like what where are they looking? what are they checking how alert are they Sure how difficult is it gonna be to take them down
3: okay and Tyler, how about you Uh
1: in the fight pits of Pubius, uh, uh an opponent's stance can be very telling of their their intentions um. Since we're on a catwalk, um, Atticus is preparing to basically toss these guys over because huh. it's just fast, um, and we have we have wounded in our in our crew. Like a straight fight seems like not not smart. So he's basically wanting to see if this per these these uh, guards are bracing for that kind of tactic.
2: This is Fabius Bile reaching out to all those arch-heretics and other dangerous psychopaths out there. There is only one way to truly defeat the Emperor and his pathetic Lickspittles, and that is to make sure that they do not unify themselves and their false beliefs and empty gods. They must not join a Patreon They must never join patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Then our cabal can rise to the heights of brutality and cruelty. We can slay every player character, skin the flesh from their bones, and leave them with no hope remaining. Unless, somehow, people go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. With enough support, perhaps they could stop us, but that will never happen
3: <laughs> If Adam McNamara were playing them they might be bracing but uh uh, check out Dumbscum and Vilnius if you don't know what the yeah. fuck that refers to. Uh, <laughs> you'll have your answer
1: by the end of episode one. Um, Stick <laughs> like, around for the rest. Weapons, or are they on handrails? Yeah. the Stance wide. Are they? Are they walking? Because if they're walking, like you can, you can kind of catch them when they're made yeah, yeah, yeah. balance yeah. kind of thing.
3: Okay, that, those are both really, really cool uh, things. I'm glad that's the way you guys are thinking about this. So, um, Tyler, are you trained in Skullduggery? Is that a is that an Atticus uh, skill? No. Okay. Um, maybe take it then as like a coordination. Would that make sense? I'm trying to think of what the best skill for gaining an advantage in this kind of situation would be for you. Um, I mean, I guess it could even be like a melee role. It's not that you're doing it, but I'm basically rolling to see how... Rather than me just dictating what their stance is and, and how pliable they are, I'd rather let the dice uh, determine it. Um, maybe athletics, because you'd be like trying to toss them up and over. Um, what uh, what skill do you think you'd use?
1: Athletics would be nice, um, but if we're talking about you know, secretly sizing up an opponent for an opening, I mean, it's probably cunning. You know, it's probably perception, which is not great, but that's probably, that makes sense to me.
3: Um
1: yeah okay um like i would say like perception or streetwise and those are both coming and i'm not great at either one but that's that just makes sense
3: okay well uh tyler how about this let's cut it down the middle um use your perception but also your brawn because the thing is you're not what i'm trying to find the intersection on here is like if a like if a, a like a mixed martial artists or like a UFC fighter or something is sizing up their opponent. They're not like, how could I trick them? They're literally saying like, okay, I have this skill set. I'm aware right. that stance and blah blah blah. And it just seems to me that it's less about like you're not doing the Sherlock Holmes like, aha, if I trick him, then I can do it. It's literally just being yeah. like, well, if he throws if he throws a left hook, I have to duck. Right. Like I can't. So I want to kind of give you the advantage of your physical training. Okay. while still limiting it so it isn't just like an instant pass.
1: So, yeah. Okay. So then that is uh, six green dice, because I have no ranks in perception, but Braun gives me six.
3: Okay, cool. Very good. Um, I'm going to say this is a difficulty of two. Um, you've had a, a decent amount of time to observe them. Uh, I like that you dropped the fighting pit reference. That does like add credence to how uh, good you'd be at this. Also, just a fun detail. I didn't know. Um... Ways to cheat the DM who likes stories. Tell the DM a story he likes. Um, I think uh, I'll give you a boost for them being completely unaware that you're doing this. Uh, And also, there's not really a whole hell of a lot there. They can't be like, I'll just walk in different dumb ways so he can't possibly get me. Um, I will, however, give you a setback for being distracted by also trying to track where the skull crawlers are going. I think that, that revenge piece is pretty high, sits pretty high in your mind. Um, so it's that awkward thing, you know, like, uh, whenever I get a, a, tweet about a possible PlayStation 5 drop, and I'm in the middle of something important at work, and I'm trying not to think about the tweet about the possible PlayStation 5 and mm-hmm. failing, um, you know they're there, and also they're starting to get out of sight. Like, this, as as, as vital and important as the situation is, you just can't help it but worry about them. Um, they, we are currently at an even split, because Ryan and I both spent story points last round, so we're still at two and two. Right. Um... Don't think I'm going to spend one on this. I think this is a nice, clean... Also, you're not, like, trying to toss the guy. This is just, like, you're in the zone, you're trying to figure it out. Uh Anything else you want to add or subtract or anything else, you can certainly sp- spend if you want. Um, If anyone else has boosts or setbacks they think should be included in this, I'm open to them.
2: This one feels like a pretty clean one to me.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm not looking for anything else here, I don't think. Okay, great. Go for it. Five successes to advantage. <laughs> you throw them
3: off the banisters onto the skull crawlers. Uh, Perfect. And then they okay.
1: explode for no reason. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because
2: yeah. it's a Michael Bay movie. Um, so in looking at these uh, these dudes, you realize both guards are just two children on top of each other's shoulders in yeah, a costume. Just, just two Vincent Adultmans. Um All right. So I think
3: uh, we'll give you that Atticus is in observing the way these guys are moving and the type of armor they're wearing um, and thinking about the kind of security you would actually need in a place surrounded by a shield with an army. um, There's a lot of shock and awe going on. These are, these are big dudes They're They clearly work out a lot. They're, they're in like good physical condition, Um, but they're not frontline and realistically they're, they're like armored bouncers. Um, so what that says to you is you've you've seen guys like this before who aren't don't have the requisite training to be actually dangerous beyond just packing on muscle and being armored and carrying a gun, which is still a threat, obviously. But you feel very confident that if it came to a dance and you want to toss one of these guys or both of them, you'd have a distinct advantage.
1: Okay, good to know.
3: Uh, and with your Two points of advantage. I'll say you can convey that to Marnie. Um, I think it's again just like kind of that that game recognized game military thing. We're just like a nod at them, and then darting your eyes to the the side of the catwalk. It's a pretty yeah. clear like where else are they gonna go? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, Marnie, I think given tyler's wild success there i think it's safe to say that you you both observe the same things i think marty in your case it's less about like all right like i can tactically observe and more so um you think you're as big if not slightly bigger than these two which means like whatever you can toss
1: them wherever you want yeah um cool yeah okay great yeah it's like if Gimli and gwendolyn uh Gwyn- um uh, Brienne what? of Tarth. There we go. Yeah, Gwyn- Gim- <laughs> Gim- Gimli and Brienne of Tarth. Yeah, we're like hanging out. That's like, what, what we look like.
3: Yeah, but like <laughs> if Gimli was just John Rhys Davies' actual height. <laughs> yeah. a big guy, I am short. Be- but is, oh, is are he you? Short? Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, I am short. Okay, no, he's he's massive. He's he's a yeah, very tall guy. Yeah, no, as short. I learned from sliders. Um, <laughs> Brian, yeah. uh, go ahead and uh, roll your tough check. What's my difficulty, Tom? Uh, difficulty of You've been arguing a lot. So I'm going to say difficulty four. Um, Mm -hmm. And I would like to point out that this is not necessarily a smart difficulty four on his part, because a fight with you is really not advisable. But um, he's also got a very specific fiefdom and a very specific role that he's very uh, determined to defend. Uh, It's a bit of that Dwight Schrute thing where it's like, he's got so little by way of power that what power he has from the Inquisition, he wants to defend strongly. Um, I will give you a boost for, again, just you're not lying. You are literally telling him what the consequences are as an Inquisitor. Um, Normally I'd give you a setback for the, the goons, but I think, as time slows, uh, like in a telltale game with an important decision and you look up, you see that like both Atticus and Marnie's body language suggests that they're like <laughs> ready to do some tossing. Um, so you're not worried about, uh, the additional goons. Uh, it's a welcome change from Lyric and Alto where you'd be guaranteed that both of them would somehow get mortally injured by these goons and then you would get hurt. Um, so that's good. <laughs> um, Trying to think if there's anything else I would throw in here. Yeah, I think that's it for me. I will spend a story point to jack up the the difficulty. So, uh, oh, uh, you know what? Uh, I will give you a point of boost from your triumph. I feel like just giving you a dice roll uh, wasn't enough, so I'll give you one more from that. Uh, And you're going to spend one as well, I assume? Yeah,
2: yeah, I'll spend one as well.
3: That that makes perfect sense.
2: When an unstoppable force meets an immovable object, an inquisitor who needs something, and a stupid man who doesn't want to be left out of an important (laughs) conversation meet. (laughs) Only one of them is the name of the show. Who
3: will survive? (laughs) Time will tell.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I have two advantage and three failure. Um all right. Um I I kill them. I kill them all. <laughs> well I, <laughs> Again, this just a reminder. This was the wait outside conversation, not a if you come inside I'll shoot you in the face conversation. Um okay. He <laughs> he reaches for his gun, like he, he I mean he's already got it out, but
3: he kind of like adjusts his grip. <laughs> um but he also you can see he's doing that uncomfortable bully faced with authority thing. Um where he's kind of like twisting the gun. You can tell he wants to use it, but he says, uh, I can see that an immovable object has been an unstoppable force. Um, says, uh, I'll offer you this, uh, these helmets. And he like clanks on the side of his man in the iron mask helmet. Uh, he says, uh, (laughs) they are, uh, not great for the, uh, the senses. Um, Here's my, my final offer uh, before Mr. Bang Bang here gets involved. Uh, you hate that he calls his gun that. It's just bad for him. He um, says, uh, I will accompany you inside. That's that's a requirement. I'll leave my two compatriots out here. They're very capable and definitely sure-footed. Uh, they're not. Um, he says, but mm-hmm. I will turn off uh, my calm link. I just need to be in the room to ensure that nothing untoward occurs uh with four women bail but i will turn off my my headset and thus you may have your conversation privately but under my watchful eyes uh you note that he did previously his say his senses are wildly compromised by this helmet and sure enough he points at the little eye slits um they're not that watchful but uh yeah basically he'll come in with you but he'll turn off his headset so he won't be able to hear what you're saying
2: Great. Uh, and Valentine will, will give, like, a solemn nod and and raise a hand and rest it on the man's shoulder and say, you passed the test, friend. You could protect this conversation, and you stood up as the Inquisitor would wish it. He told me that there were capable forces on this world, and it's good to know that there are. After you. And he'll just gesture towards the door. Um, it's hard to hear because it's in a metal mask, but you think you hear a... <gasps> like a,
3: like a, a, a big, like... Just every every breath he's ever taken in his life, he's exhaled at once. Um, and you just hear him say, nailed it. Uh, and then he, he walks uh, into the room. Uh, you follow and the door slams behind you.
2: Oh, my people aren't coming with me. It's just me, just to be clear. Yes. Great. Great. Uh, I think on the way past then, knowing the other helmets are bad, I, oh, no, do you know I turn back I don't have to be secret The helmets are bad Who fucking cares And I'd say to them Make sure we aren't interrupted And that things stay quiet out here No matter what occurs Quiet uh, And then he'll turn and go in Hoping they get the fucking message To not just like Throw people off the balcony Into vats If they hear shit go back. <laughs>
3: and uh, the two guards salute And say Yes sir, Lord Inquisitor And then they they like Turn to the two of you And uh, you hear one of them Turn to the other one and go they didn't even say yes or Lord Inquisitor. These guys suck. And with the death glares <laughs> that both of you are giving on camera, that those of you at home may not see, um, the door slams and Valentine goes to confront Four
0: Woman Bale. This episode of The Valentine Heresy features Ryan Laplante, at the Ryan Leplont on Twitter, as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine. Tyler Hewitt, at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, as Atticus Vess. Laura Hamstra, at EL Hamstring on Twitter, as Marnie Schwarzenberger. And our Game Master, Tom McGee, at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra and the Valentine Heresy's artwork was created by Del Borovic at delborovic.com D-E-L-B-O-R-O-V-I-C Our theme song is The Hordes" by Megan McDuffie and our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R available at freemusicarchive.org Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you
2: to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, the Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lorda Bradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Taryn Hefner, Cade Peters, Richard Cranium, Christian Mendez, Anna Zed, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumb Thanks to them and a little bit of thanks to
0: you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. My friend Shayna was like, just so you know, everyone in the Villainous League is coming to kill you. And I was like, oh boy.
3: Imagine NPR in the
1: MCU, the Daily Planet's style desk car talk for jetpacks.
2: It's these American
1: supers. 100% invisible.
2: The speech bubble. It's sequential. The utility belt.
1: Superhuman
3: Public Radio is a fiction podcast telling the hilarious and heartbreaking stories of people in a
2: superpowered world. I thought I was going to die. An invisible car in Chicago? A wee super These are the stories that fall between the panels of comic books. I think they knew that I didn't mean to do that to Arizona.
0: Wasabi! He could kill himself. Kid,
2: I feel like you're not giving this problem your all.
3: No, no, but yes, I guess most people would call them a death squad. Ta-da.
2: Superhuman public radio. Superhuman stories.
1: The only limits are your imagination, and I have a wild imagination.
2: New episodes every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts.
0: This is SPR. Name the supervillain, and we've done the gig. But these Wall Street types that lack the answers to, yikes.